0: Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out this week. What up, everybody? I'm Spear, and on the mics with me this week is the mighty Ganthor. What is up, Ganthor?
1: How you doing, buddy?
0: I am very well, sir. How are you?
1: Trying to, trying to do some self-healing.
0: Oh, yeah. Let the
1: healing begin.
0: Let the healing begin, man. Well, you're walking around a little bit better. I caught I, oh, caught I you. I
1: mean, I mean emotional.
0: Oh, emotional. Emotional, emotional well-being. All right. Mental
1: well. well-being. Right.
0: You know. Well, the
1: we, kind that really matters.
0: Are we solving that with alcohol?
1: That's a cause and solution
0: That's to a, all of life's problems. All of life's so, yeah. little problems. Well, one problem we don't have tonight is we have no Z-Man, so no problem there. Uh, sitting in for the Z-Man tonight is a buddy of mine and author of the book, Serial Killer Quoted a Day, 365 Days of Serial Killers, Uncut and in Their Own Words, Johnny Trevisani. What's up, Johnny? How are you doing?
1: What's going on, man? How you doing? Well, we have... This is our second author. This is a legit,
0: le- legit. Wait, like...
1: you're not self published, are you? No. So you no. are legit. Dang. Yeah. What was yeah. the size of your? Uh... It's
2: rather personal question. But you should ask your mother.
0: <laughs> Why would she know?
2: <laughs> oh my know. god.
0: Right? It, be- huh? it begins, Ganthor. <laughs> Dude, he's actually listened to the show, as opposed yeah. to the last author we had.
2: I was sing. We we're gonna do that little song. For it. Z does.
0: No, no, we're good. <laughs> we're we're good. Yeah, so, we're good. All right, so we're good without that. We're more more gooder. So, serial killer quote of the day, Johnny. Yep. How yep. in the hell did you end up with a serial killer quote of the day book?
2: It all started to me for uh, was I, I saw a uh, quote from Jeffrey Dahmer, and the and the quote was, uh, "My refrigerator broke and the meat spoiled," and that was what he told. <laughs> the police and the uh, people at his door that were knocking because of the stench that was coming out of his apartment. Right. And so, and I thought, wow, that's such a graphic depiction of like, well, that's who he was. Right. He had the decomposing body parts in his, in his apartment and he's lying about it to the neighbors who were just living there in his apartment building going, it smells like awful. It smells like death. We need to get somebody there. And he goes, Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. You know, he's telling the landlord, my refrigerator broke and the meat spoiled, which, you start taking that through a few layers and you go, well, what the fuck's the landlord doing? The landlord should be going, well, I'll fix your, your refrigerator. But they didn't do that, right? They <laughs> they closed the door and said, okay, good. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this refrigerator broke, right? Go fix it. But I just, that sort of kicked it in for me because it was really graphic. And it just sort of told it from their own words. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. So I started to research a lot more. It's a weird thing to research, just yeah. yeah how did you go about
1: doing that what what sources of record did you use or is so that a I, trade just, uh, secret
2: well initially it was i was just doing searches on the internet but when i started really getting deep into it it was more searching through court records and um more public things like that so that was sort of where it started right that was like ah oh, that's kind of cool and then i was like you said well how am i going to start writing this? where this? where did this come from i was like this is a great idea and i'm like i love these quotes these are these are great i said i want to get a Page a day calendar. Put it on my desk, just like the Far Side calendar. That's what I want. And so I talked to uh, lots of different publishing houses and publishers and and agents, and they all said, "Not it." They were like, "Nope, we <laughs> don't want anything. Not I don't it.
0: Want no part of I was like, that." What are you talking
2: about? I was like, "What are you talking about? You're crazy. This is this is gold, Jerry. This is gold. It's gold." And, yeah, they really didn't want. It. I had a stack of rejection letters, and I sort of got I got comfortable with that. I was like, "Hey, I got another one." Um, so I just sort of ignored that. But what I did was during that time, I you know I was just gathering and gathering and gathering a lot of different uh, quotes. Um, and so I just had a big database of this. And so out of that database came a lot of little techni- tech projects that I would have. And one of the tech projects was I built, I was like, oh, I'll learn how to write an Android app. So I wrote an Android app. But then I found out that like 25,000 people downloaded that app. So wait, hold um, on.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So 25,000 people downloaded the app so that they could get a quote of the day from serial yeah. killers. Yeah, yep. What kind of yep. people were downloading – Was it, did you have any idea what kind of people were downloading this thing?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of pretty cool data from this. So what really shocked me was um, when I looked at the Android data, uh, it was uh, 55% women and 45% uh, men. Wait. And I was floored hold, by that.
0: Well, hold on. So more more women – were into the idea of serial killer quote of the day than men.
2: Yeah, they were really into it. That's that's
0: super hot. <laughs> hot. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. That's hot. Gantor, I mean, can that's
1: not attracted to that at all.
0: Not attracted to that.
1: No. That's there hot. are people who would they they would probably bang uh, convicts. That's gross to me. <laughs> well. Crazy. I would I would think. What else is in your book besides quotes from serial killers? Do you provide context?
2: Yeah, so each month I feature a serial killer, and so there's a little bio for a few for a few pages of bio there, and then I also have facts about the serial killer. So you get a quote, but then there's I have a little fun fact.
0: Please. Yeah, the fun, the one fun fact here for Jeffrey Dahmer is <laughs> uh-huh. Dahmer wanted to turn his victims into his own personal zombies. Yep. How the, did did he uh, did he have a way of zombifying his victims? Like, what was his plan for that?
2: he thought the fact that when they were near death, he considered to be zombies. So Uh, yeah. And he thought that he can keep them in that state, but they would die, unfortunately. So well, right. one of the, if you stay on the Dahmer thing, but one of the most interesting, my favorite fun fact is from Carl Panzram, who is Carl Panzram is the most vile serial killer ever. And probably human that was ever created. And I mean that, I mean most, a lot of serial killers are the ones like the, btk killer you know who was a deacon in his church and he would work for adt during the day and then at night he'd have this weird hobby of going out and murdering kill killing women so that was that was a weird thing but you would be behind the btk killer at, at the grocery store carl pantensram he was just a scary motherfucker like he looked scary if he looked at him if you saw eye contact you probably were dead like he just kind of crazy. But one of the facts, my fun fact is that William Taft, before he was president, he was the uh, secretary of war. And during that, that was during World War I. And so World War I, Carl Panzeram served, but Carl Panzeram was kind of crazy. So he ended up in Leavenworth. And so William Taft signed his prison, uh, you know, the paperwork for him to go serve at Leavenworth. Well, Leavenworth. So then he came out of Leavenworth, Taft became president, yada, yada, yada. And then after Taft was done with being president, he was on the Supreme Court. So it wasn't like Carl Panzerum sought him out. He just happened upon a house, who was William Tap's house, as a as the Supreme Court. He robbed that house. He stole, um, he stole William Tapp's gun and killed pe- ten people with William Tap's gun.
0: Was that so, a Colt forty-five automatic?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was. I just thought that was a really cool little fact, you know.
0: Here, here's the here's the quote from the book. In my lifetime, I have murdered 21 human beings. I've committed thousands of burglaries, rob robberies, larcenies, arsons. And last but not least, I have committed sodomy on more than 1000 male human beings. Yeah. for all of these things. I am not in the least bit sorry. Right.
2: He was a scary motherfucker. <laughs>
0: hey, the picture in the
2: book, Ganthor,
0: I'm, I'm with Johnny on this one. Like He's staring like straight into your soul and possessing it. It's yeah. fucking creepy, man.
1: Wow. Most of them seem like big
0: pussies, but I guess this guy isn't. No, this guy's, this guy's for real.
2: That guy was for real. Like That guy, he was just a bad guy. Other people had more of a motive. Like To be classified as serial killer, you have to kill more than three people. And they have to be in a span of time. So it has to be a span of time from, from longer than one month from the first to the last. And then you consider to be a serial killer. That means you, you can't be like Charles Whitman who you know, was up in a bell tower and started picking off people and picked off a bunch of people and killed them. That's a mass murder. <laughs> right, right? So We've got to make a
0: distinction there.
2: You've got to have the classifications. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so aside from, aside from uh Panzram, who – who are some of your favorites? I mean, you got you got them all in here. You got all the all the you got Manson. You got the BTK killer. You got um,
2: Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. And, you know, Don uh, Wayne Gacy. John all big yeah. names. All the all the you know the A list. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the A list serial killers. You know, who's your
0: sleeper serial killer?
2: Well, my the one that I find the most intriguing was Ed Kemper. So he was the uh, Santa Clara killer. He was six foot nine, 300 pounds, and he was a serial killer that was completely fucked up. His mind was, and it's still fucked up, he's, he's still in, in jail, I'm, and I write him letters, I want to interview him, I'm trying to, he, and he doesn't respond, but he's, he's incarcerated in California now, he's still alive. He was a true serial killer in that he had a method to it, like he despised his mother, and so he didn't want to just kill his mother, He wanted to make sure he did it the right way. And so when he what he did was all the other people that he killed were in practice. And so he lived with his grandparents and he didn't really like them very much. And so he killed his grandmother. And then he realized he said, you know, it's shit. Granddad's going to come home and I don't want him to see this. So he shot him before he saw his grandmother dead. So he was really doing his grandfather a favor. Just looking out. It's just good
1: looking
2: out. It's like, oh, he would be too bothered by that. So I'll just kill him. I don't want grandpa to get upset you know, there's a little bit of empathy there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but, so, oh, so it, it culminated to this gruesome thing where he, he ended up, you know, killing his mother. Like he just, it was, it was really awful. But one of the things was he did, he, he, when he cut off his mother's head, he ripped out her vocal cords and put them down a garbage disposal. And he said, and he says, now you can't talk to me. You know, and it, right? now I can't hear your voice anymore. Um, and then he also, you know, like, he, of course he um, had sex with the head of his mother. Right. Uh, decapitated mom. So
0: he, he, um, he, there's he, all those He skullfucked so his mom. He he skullfucked his mom. His right.
2: dead mom's head. Like, Just the head. Right? Just the, the head. All... Yeah.
0: All right. So given that, given that this guy is 6'9", 300 pounds, and he skullfucked his dead mom's head, why right. would you want to interview this dude?
2: Well, because here's my thought. Um, i have this thought about i want to understand from a serial killer's perspective what the first kill was like because if you spirit, you want to if you kill somebody and you go you know what that wasn't exactly how i want to do it i want to that wasn't good enough i want to do it better so i need to do something else i'm really curious about that first kill what they got out of it either it, it satisfied something or it really ignited something or it was just like in a Kemper's. Case where he was just practicing, but I was really curious. That's where I would go. I'm really wondering, you know, how did it feel after you killed your first person? Like you killed
0: them. Anything worth doing is worth doing, right, Johnny? You know,
2: Uh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
0: practice makes perfect. (laughs) Practice
2: makes perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is that has
1: this has this research and writing corrupted you to the point where you think you're going to become a serial killer?
2: now you see that's an interesting thing so uh no the answer of course is well you never know but um, <laughs> <laughs> no so um so i you know people find out oh you wrote this book and then they go oh should i be worried and i go i don't know you be- <laughs> like maybe you people should. write about baseball but they're let, they're not they don't they're not baseball players, so.
1: No, but they probably really wanted to be good at baseball.
2: Fair enough. They might have. Well, <laughs> true. Uh, and I don't know if I really want to be good at something like this. Like again, I'm sure the blood is a is a mess. Is it is, is really a drag to deal with. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really. I just find the psychology of it really, really intriguing. So that was really what drew me to it. But you know, you have people like the BTK killer that are really kind of scary because they there are people in your in your community that are you think you're normal they go to the soccer games they they go to work they come home they you know just a couple nights a week they're out you know hunting people but you don't know that and that's kind of a scary thing and if it hadn't been for the btk's ego then he would have still been out there right like because he was. He went for decades. He did that. He spent his thing over decades. And the only reason why he got caught was because, or because he felt like, uh, well, I got away with it. Yeah, you think I, you know, I'll do it again. And, and he gave himself out. You know, he just couldn't sit by himself and be. He, he would have gotten away with it, which is a kind of a crazy concept. You know.
0: Well, there's a um, there's a guy here, Dennis Nilsson, who the the fun fact here. Is uh, Nelson was caught after disposal of entrails clogged the drains of his house.
2: Mm. I mean, he was. Yeah, doing, that's another you, thing. You gotta recognize. You gotta have fat pipes. <laughs> if you're gonna do it in your own house, right? You gotta have those big ass like four inch pipes. You yeah, can't no have fooling two-inch. around.
0: I mean, if you're gonna throw intestines down there, Jesus Christ! This guy Arfin Arfin Arnfin Nesset, uh, killed 22 people over the span of three years, and he, he killed. It says here, fun fact: Nesset killed many of his victims while being employed as the director of a nursing home.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it, well, It's like a target-rich
0: environment. What the fuck is that about?
2: You got to think that, you know, back then it was a little bit looser about how long how, to get uh, certified for nursing homes. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, hey, people are going to die in nursing homes. Yeah, right. Easy. So, I right. mean, that's good practice, you know. Right. His,
0: his quote here is, I've killed so many, I'm unable to remember them all. Right.
2: Which is a shame if you think about it. It's, right? it's
0: like he did all that work for nothing.
2: Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, you would think that he gained something out of it. You know, most of them keep little trophies of some sort. He just, he was like, all right, I'm, I'm on to the next. He was like, you know, there's another one that I like is H. H. Holmes. He, he was back in the late 1800s and he was the serial killer that was around the Chicago World's Fair. And he built this, this hotel called the, they called it the murder castle after they figured it out. But, um, But what it was was like he was a true capitalist. And then the reason why is because he found that there was a need for medical hospitals that needed body parts. So he was really – he was a supply and demand. He was like, I'm going to make some money and they just need to get bodies. Damn it. How am I going to get bodies? Oh, I'll kill these people (laughs) and I'll give them bodies. Right? Right? (laughs) Right? I mean that's what he did. So he's really – his main problem was that he was a, he was a capitalist. He was such he was a true that's, capitalist. That's he's, a, a, he's you
0: know, he's providing a <laughs> service. So Charlie Manson. Charlie Charlie Manson the the, the, the the there's two there's two things I like about the this one entry here for Charlie Manson. It's uh the the quote is, "Don't treat the dogs like people. Treat the dogs like dogs. They're better than people." Yeah. And and here is something I didn't know: uh, the Beach Boys recorded a song written by Charlie Manson.
2: Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> called "Never Learn Not to Love."
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he was a pretty charismatic dude. Um, obviously, but, but you know, th- it, well, and I, I know that some uh, purists will say, "Well, he's not really a serial killer," and I, and I can under, I can I can respect that. He, you know, he was he didn't actually kill people. He did order their murders. Right.
0: So um, he only has five killings to his name personally. Right. Yeah. So that's not but a was, lot compared you know, to some of these other guys. I mean, that's that's kind of lame in comparison. <laughs> some guys out here have got 20 plus.
2: Well, that's true. That is, yeah. I mean, he is kind of on the lower end of these uh, things. I mean, but, you know, not everybody can be that dedicated. And he, <laughs> he had a songwriting career to to <laughs> keep up with evidently. So, <laughs>
0: Well, I guess it was more of a I guess it was more of a a business thing for Charlie Manson. You know, he was delegating out to people and
2: he was a manager. Was a manager was a, right? Like a
0: serial killer manager.
2: He was a good manager, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. How about this one? From uh from William Hirons, for heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself. This is was... Yeah, that was,
2: yeah, there was a letter that he wrote because he was, you know, he didn't he. He didn't want. To heal. He didn't kill that many, though. I think he killed like three.
0: Three, yeah. And, and yeah. it says here that Hiron's was known as the lipstick killer because yeah. he scrawled yeah. he scrawled a message in lipstick. He was also a good ballroom, ballroom dancer. dancer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> How the hell
0: did you dig up that particular nugget?
2: That was again. There was a weird research. It was like when you re- when you're researching this stuff, you catch these little blurbs and little articles, and and you'd find out that well, somebody like his neighbors will would mention. But you know, he was actually a very good ballroom dancer. <laughs> like, wow, that's awesome. So
0: here's a question for you. So the ladies seem to like the serial killer apps, but were any yeah. of the ladies actually serial killers themselves?
2: Sure. Yeah, Aileen. Aileen is one of the the famous Aileen Wors. There was a movie called Monster where Aileen Wors. She
0: she uh was um she won the Oscar for that. What the fuck's her name? Charlize Theron. She got all so, yeah. all makeup and she uh she got all qualified oh, yeah. for it.
2: Yep. Yeah. So she made money as a prostitute. She hated it, but she made money as a prostitute because she was in love with her girlfriend and she was making money doing that. But she hated the people she she was giving blowjobs jobs to. She so would kill them. And so it was she left a trail of people along the way. And she was she was convicted of killing seven people. Um, and she was relatively quick. If you think about it, it was only like a span of like one year, less, less than two years. She always said that uh, she always felt that all of her, you know, that even though that she was giving blowjobs for money, she thought that they were raping her. And so she thought that all of her victims were raping her.
0: So that's how she justified it? Yeah. How about this one? She uh Helene Gigato, I guess, from France, mm-hmm. killed more than 30 people. The, the quote here is, wherever I go, people, people died. Die.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's yeah. fucking crazy, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: what was yeah. her what was her story? She was a nurse,
0: and she was I mean, be- she was beheaded.
2: Yeah, well, it was that time because that was a long time ago, and that and it was very sketchy. You know the the history of that; you're not exactly sure how many and all that kind of stuff.
0: It was uh the 1800s, 1833 through 1851. She was beheaded in 1851.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's... but the thing was, is the records back then are kind of you know so. The, the quote was attributed to her, uh, but that's about the only quote I can get. And that was because I was just reading more and more about stuff. And it's actually kind of interesting. So when I was doing a lot of this research and I was writing, uh, I would actually have to stop and I'd have to walk away and go, like, out oh, for walks because it was too dark. Because it, it is a matter of figuring out what works when in the book. You know, sh- where should I follow this up? Who should I follow up? And because, oh, well, you know, this person really – he raped and murdered kids and this person, you know, killed his mother. Oh, that's, 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 that's okay. It's it's
0: thematic. You can keep kind of a thread going.
2: Yeah, but it gets you really dark and it gets you really down there. So it's not an easy thing. So you have to, I can't make up. I I had to walk away many times trying to do that. Um, There was a, uh, a serial killer called Albert fish and his, one of his quotes were, "Uh, I like children. They're tasty. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. um, he, he was, again, he was fucked up. So you he think? Had, yeah, a little bit, right. Uh, yeah, he would kill and, and eat people, um, eat kids. Um, but he was also in, he was also, uh, had a weird sexual fetish, um, for pain. So when he died and when part of his last wishes, he talked about, you know, how, what you thought it was going to be a thrill about being electrocuted by, uh, by, uh, the electric chair. But he used to have his kids beat him um, with sticks and stuff because he was into pain. Yeah. That's, um,
0: that's messed up.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of messed up in this. There's that's a, a lot, lot of messed, messed up. up.
0: <laughs> that's a lot of messed up.
2: But there's also some fun, you know, like funny things like the justifications of like John Wayne Gacy where he says, no, hey, I shouldn't be convicted of anything more serious than running a cemetery without a license. Right. Like, <laughs> like what? Right. That was a quote. And so, right? I mean, you go, that's kind of funny, you know? Sure.
0: I mean, that's that's one way to look at it. Right. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. Let's, let's wrap this the fuck up because I'm disturbed. What, right. what did we learn? Uh, what did we learn about serial killers, Ganthor? What did you learn?
1: They could be uh, anyone.
0: They could anywhere. be anyone. They could be guests on this podcast.
1: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>
2: Johnny, what'd you learn? I learned that I really learned. I, I have way too much fucking knowledge in my in my head about this shit. Yeah, I need you to take another hobby.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do. Probably something a little less
2: morose. I gotta get into gardening.
0: Yeah, something, something something a little brighter, <laughs> just to brighten up your life a little bit. Probably. Uh, what did I learn? I learned that kids are tasty. Yes. Evidently, <laughs> I I did not know that before. That is something. That is new knowledge. Um... <laughs> Among other things, I, I'm not so. If you if you want to read more about serial killers, or if you have an interest in them, why don't you let us know on the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash four listeners or 4listeners.com. You can check out the show on Stitcher Radio or on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play. Just search for Four Listeners. We'll pop right on up, and you can give us a tweet on the Twitters at Four Listeners. The name of the book is Serial Killer Quarter of the Day, 365 Days of Serial Killers, Uncut and in Their Own Words, Disturbing as They Are. The author is Johnny Trevisani. Thanks for helping us out tonight. We appreciate it, man.
2: Hey, man. It's a pleasure.
0: And we thank all of you for checking us out this week. And we hope that you'll check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. That was fun, man. Maybe
1: he's going to kill people who tweet us. (laughs) So how many pages is your book?
2: Uh eh, I three four it's actually on, on in the paperback it's like four hundred and some pages. Wow. It's thick. Yeah, it's pretty thick. That's what your mother said. Because <laughs> <laughs> That's Come a good one. one. That's Thank a- you.